Welcome to episode one of Irish Startup Nation. In today's show, we'll be speaking to Corkman, Kieran Murphy, and learning about the connections between Ireland and the University of Notre Dame. So let's get started. Kieran Murphy and the Fighting Irish. Welcome, Kieran. How are you doing? Uh, very good, Connor. And yourself? Ah, uh, doing great. Could you give us a bit of a background on what you're doing right now and how you got there, very briefly? Absolutely. After I finished uh, with university in the States, I got the opportunity to join the Glenn Dimplex Group Graduate Development Program. Uh, Glenn Dimplex mightn't be the best known of brands, but they're the largest manufacturing group in Ireland, and they have a worldwide presence now with approximately 30 companies all around the world. The Glenn Dimplex Group Graduate Development Program offers recent graduates the opportunity to get to different parts of the Glenn Dimplex Group in order to gain as wide a skill set as possible. So coming from a, an engineering background as I did, I was very anxious to add more business skills to my resume. So after starting in um, Dunleer in County Louth last year, I worked for a year in engineering in Dunleer and then moved recently to Cambridge, Ontario, to be trained on the more commercial and marketing side of the Glen Dimplex Group. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So that's a very quick snapshot of where Kieran stands at the moment. But now what we want to share with our listeners is how Kieran got to where he was today. So I know, Kieran, you were in UCC while I was there as a civil engineer. And so what convinced you to sort of change your career path to a more business-focused career path by going to the University of Notre Dame and the ESTEEM program? What was it that made you change your mind? Well, Connor, I think all the time that I was growing up, um, my family would have been heavily involved in business. So I was always aware of the business opportunities that are out there. Throughout my time in university, inspired, I think, by mathematics teachers that I would have had in the leaving cert, they had promoted a very understanding-based focus on mathematics, which I felt was somewhat lacking in the leaving certificate system of approximately five, six years ago. So during my time in University College Cork, my brother Damien and I decided that it would be a good thing to do to start a business and dip our toe into the, into the waters of the business world. So we ran a tutorial business called The Grind Centre in Mallow for a year. At the end of my time involved, just before I actually got to the, the States, passed over the reins to Damien. He ran it successfully for a subsequent period of time. But I suppose to just backtrack a small bit, the opportunity to go to the University of Notre Dame came about about halfway through my final year at University College Cork. It was being offered as a full-ride scholarship, thanks to the generosity of the Nocton family, who are also the owners of the Glendimplex Group. The Nocton Fellowship was set up in 2009 to offer final-year science, engineering and mathematics students from Ireland the opportunity to study at the University of Notre Dame, which is one of the foremost universities in the United States. Having seen that opportunity, I have to admit I was very hesitant because, as I've said regularly to friends, growing up in Cork, I saw no reason to ever leave the county bounds. Mm-hmm. But the opportunity to go to somewhere like Notre Dame was too good to turn down. And so I applied and was lucky enough to be one of the four students chosen. And so headed out there in June 2013 to the ESTEEM program. And the ESTEEM program is focused at taking technology out of the lab and into the marketplace. So it's done through a mixture of science and engineering modules, business modules, and also a capstone thesis project, which partners you with a technology under development at the university with the goal of actually making this a commercializable asset, I suppose. Mm -hmm. 
So it's a it's a pretty unique master's program in that you're not really in the classroom all day every day. You're not you don't have your head stuck in the book. Could you maybe talk us through sort of a day in the life? So you're paired up with this professor. He's been working on this research technology coming out of the university. And then what's your role as you work with that professor? Could you talk us through that? I think initially the the role of the student in the esteem program is to become au fait with the technology from an engineering or a scientific point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, my own project was a civil engineering based project. So having come from a strong civil engineering program in UCC, the first couple of months were dedicated to getting a full understanding of the science and technology underpinning the invention. After that, the focus switches more to the, the commercial aspect of the project to see, okay, to take this from a lab concept to a fully commercial idea, how do we do that? So in my case, it involved looking at the market for the type of product that we were looking at, looking at how you might distribute that, how we would even manufacture it. Would that be something that you would contract manufacture or would it be something that you would have to set up your own manufacturing facility? And then after that, it's looking in depth at the financial aspect of the project to see, does it stack up as a business idea? And throughout the year, there are opportunities to really test out your work by taking it in front of panels of extremely experienced judges, like the venture capitalists, people who have run successful multi-million dollar enterprises in the US and elsewhere. The McCloskey Business Plan Competition obviously would be one of those, whereby people take business ideas in front of a panel of judges and in the end can end up with significant seed funding to launch an enterprise. I was involved in that competition with a couple of my classmates on the esteem program. We looked at uh, launching a new type of news website and just to give a sense of the kind of people that the esteem program and Notre Dame can expose you to, we had advice from Mark Little, obviously the owner of Storyful, which was recently sold to News Corporation for a multi-million dollar figure. Uh-huh. And throughout the year, there were repeated exposures to personalities like Mark Little. One in particular that stood out for me was the vice president of Google for the Americas. So the esteemed class of 23 students were sat down with this guy for an hour and he gave, he gave us the presentation that he would give the top-level CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. So I think coming from where I came from, Glantana, County Cork, to being sitting in a skyscraper in Chicago getting a talk like that, it really it shows the difference in trajectory that something like the Nocton Fellowship can put you on. So it sounds like you're just being completely immersed in sort of an entrepreneurial experience. You've been paired up with this exciting new technology you're gaining all the connections that you can leverage to your advantage, whether it's for funding or for commercialization advice. It just seems like a fantastic package. And it's all run out of the Innovation Park facility, of course. So it's right off the site of campus. Could you tell us maybe a bit about Innovation Park? So it's not your typical classroom. Tell us about what happens at Innovation Park on a daily basis. Okay. Innovation Park, I think, was one of the, the real highlights of the program for me. The ground floor is basically made up of the esteem offices and classrooms. And the classroom for esteem is a completely wide open space. So it's really trying to get you out of that academic mindset and more into an entrepreneurial free thinking type mindset. All the walls are whiteboard space, so you can just scribble away there and try to develop your ideas to something that you might be able to make a business out of. And then upstairs for the two floors above that, those floors are full of startup companies. So I think being exposed every day to not just the theory of entrepreneurship, but really seeing it in action every day was a fantastic opportunity. 
And of course, through the Esteem program, there are a lot of opportunities for students to take internships with these companies and really get in on the ground floor of a new startup, which is fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. So you're consistently exposed to all this energy that's brought into the the space by all these startups commercializing their own technology. I know it's a fantastic place to be for the year and just you meet some amazing connections. Now, the University of Notre Dame to us means a lot since we went there, but for some of our listeners and many of our listeners, they may never have heard of the University of Notre Dame. Could you try to capture what the University of Notre Dame is like especially as an Irish person, and explain the connection between a university in the Midwest of America and to Ireland? Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a big question what the link between Ireland and Notre Dame is, but I'll give it a go. In the 1800s, a group of French missionary priests set up the university in South Bend, Indiana. Shortly after that, of course, the famine hit back at home. So when Midwestern United States was hit by a wave of Irish emigrants, This was the first, I suppose, Irish link with the university. So within about 10 to 15 years of the university's opening, the vast majority of students there from outside of the States were Irish. Even after that, the US Civil War, the Battle of Gettysburg, there was a Notre Dame priest called Father Carby who left Notre Dame to become the chaplain for the Irish Brigade at the Battle of Gettysburg. He then went back to the university after the war and became the president of the university. But the real, now widely known, Fighting Irish brand was born in the 1920s. There's a lot of conjecture about how the name actually came to be. I think probably the most widely accepted version is that a lot of newspaper journalists tried to use it as a slur against the school, calling them the Fighting Irish. However, as Notre Dame started to become successful, they took this as motivation and really embraced it. And so now the Fighting Irish brand since the 1920s has been widely associated with Notre Dame. And even since the early 1990s, Notre Dame, I suppose, have come home to Ireland uh, with the setting up of the Keogh Nocton Centre in Dublin, uh, O'Connell House in Merrion Square. And also, more recently, with the extensive investment in the Kyle Morabi facility in Connemara, uh, where Notre Dame are hoping to open up a retreat and academic centre over the coming years in a partnership with the Benedictine community that are present there. Mm-hmm. So it really is this sort of... It's one of the top universities in the US, but it has an amazing connection to Ireland. And that's sort of embodied in this fighting Irish brand, as you refer to. And for our listeners who, I guess, aren't familiar with the University of Notre Dame and what the fighting Irish means, I think we're really talking about the the American football team. The college football experience here at the university was pretty incredible. And I think, so the team, the fighting Irish, when there's a game in town, there's throngs and throngs of people. We've got a, a ginormous stadium on campus and the whole place is flooded with people with alumni flying in from all sides of the earth. Um, and this was really one of the experiences that stuck out for me during my time at Esteem and at the University of Notre Dame was these game day weekends. Not only were they a fantastic opportunity to, to watch the football and get that whole experience in, but they were a great networking opportunity because you had people flying in from the Bay Area, alumni that were venture capitalists. It was a great opportunity to have some panel discussions at Innovation Park. So, Kieran, what do you remember about the football weekends and try and capture the experience for our listeners here because it really is a unique experience that you never would have experienced in Ireland. 
Yeah, I think I think my first uh, face-to-face exposure with Notre Dame would actually have been when Notre Dame came to Ireland in 2012 to play their season opener versus Navy. I think the third anniversary of that was just a couple of days ago around the start of September. So that was, I suppose, a microcosm of Notre Dame in Ireland where 30,000 Notre Dame fans made the journey across the Atlantic just to watch a football game. Mm-hmm. So at that stage, I had no real appreciation of Notre Dame as an institution or just what it meant to the people. Three years removed from that point, I fully understand the, the loyalty and the, the passion that people have for the university and for the football team. Game day weekends for me, much as you've uh, already said, there was a fantastic networking opportunity. The people that we were exposed to was just amazing that they would come in and have a breakfast at Innovation Park uh, where the esteem program was based and you'd be able to pick the brains of some of the best minds in Silicon Valley or wherever they were coming from for a couple of hours on a game day weekend. Mm-hmm. I think one of the moments that sticks out for me of my year studying there would have been there was a flyover whereby a US military jet flew over the stadium just before they kicked off versus Navy. I think it was just really the razzmatazz of American football that we might see on TV growing up but never think we might experience. Mm-hmm. That was just one of the real eye-opening moments for me that, yeah, they take this seriously. Exactly. It is a pretty amazing experience. And I know that we even brought some Irish flair into that experience during one of the games that year when we had the the hurlers come over and could put on a display for the Americans. Could you maybe tell us about that? I know you were pretty involved. I saw you down on the sidelines. Yeah, I suppose my involvement was very last minute. I had heard about this for a number of months and had been, I suppose, priming my classmates to introduce them to the skills of hurling and to try and get them to come down and support the teams. It came about actually through Twitter that I just sent a tweet to one of my childhood heroes, Donal O'Cusack, to ask if I could be involved in some way. And on the morning of the game, I woke up to a tweet asking me to be at the stadium a couple of hours before the game to get involved. So mm-hmm. I got to share a dressing room with some of my childhood heroes, the likes of Lark Corbett, Owen Kelly, Donal O'Grady, of course, the Cork manager who brought success to the Cork Herders in the early 2000s. And the Celtic Champions Classic is the the name they used for that game, which was to promote Super 11 hurling, which is the short form of hurling that they're trying to use to bring the game to a wider audience. Introducing American classmates to the sport, I think there was a 5,000-person sellout in the stadium the day of the hurling game, which was fantastic. It really brought it to a wide audience. Mm -hmm. And I know the success of the the Notre Dame Irish Club since that point has really uh, kicked off and they're... I know that they're planning an event this weekend to watch the All-Ireland Hurling Final between Kilkenny and Galway. Mm -hmm. So as I'm heading back to Notre Dame myself this weekend, I'm hoping to drop by there on Sunday morning and see some of the legacy of that weekend that GPA and GAA managed to bring. Uh-huh. Yeah, so thanks for sharing that. It's pretty a pretty amazing show that they put on, the all-star um, hurlers there. They really drew a crowd in, and I remember talking to a lot of the football fans later that evening, and they were telling us that the highlight of the other day was, in fact, the hurling match and not the football game after they're spending all the money yeah. to go and see it. So hopefully that'll... Um, bring the hurlers back out to the US more often to do more of these demo days. They were fantastic. I mean, you can't find anywhere else in the US. This is a really amazing university that has close ties to Ireland. And these those ties are developing deeper and deeper every day with the, you know, the involvement of the Naughton Keogh Foundation, as you said earlier. So for those listeners that are interested, maybe they're coming to the edge of a degree in Ireland and they're interested in 
going abroad or taking advantage of the amazing opportunity of the Norton Fellowship. Can you tell us who is qualified to apply and how they would go about applying? Where can they find more information? Well, the, the Norton Fellowship is um, available to all STEM students in five Irish universities, namely University College Cork, University College Dublin, Trinity College, Dublin City University, and also this past year it was opened up to NUI Galway. We'll share the contact information and information on the Norton Fellowship in the show notes. So just uh, go through to irishstartupnation.com and go to this episode and you'll find the show notes below with links to everything we've spoken about today. So Kieran, thanks for sharing your amazing story with us. It's fantastic to hear how you can go from UCC onto one of the greatest universities in America and end up back with a fantastic graduate program with an Irish company. So for our listeners out there, we really want to have a key takeaway. What has this experience taught you that you think others can take away and really help to carve out a unique career trajectory for themselves? Well, Connor, I think um, one of the the key learnings for me throughout the year was that Irish students coming out of university can mix it with anybody on the world stage. There's probably an underdog culture in Ireland that manifests itself in sport and also in just daily life. But Irish people sometimes maybe don't have the confidence uh, to really put their hand up and say, yeah, I'm perfectly as good as anyone else to do that. I think what the year really brought home for me was the the opportunities that are out there and the ability that Irish students need to develop just to make things happen for themselves and to really show ambition. Because by showing ambition and trying to make things happen for yourself, there are a lot of opportunities out there which are just waiting to be grasped. It's very true. It's very true. Your experience and mine as well, you'd really just have to sort of seize the opportunities that come your way, but you have to make the effort to step outside your comfort zone to really make those things happen. Thanks, so thanks for sharing that, Kieran. And now we're going to move on to our quick fire round. This is a ending section we'll have to each podcast where we have some quick fire questions for our guests and hopefully get some unique answers that we can share with you guys. So first up, Kieran, where is your favorite home away from home? I think my home away from home actually would have to be Notre Dame campus. There are a lot of aspects of Irish life that I see on campus. And while maybe the culture is obviously very different given that it is the US, I've always felt at home there. Particularly, I think one of my favorite homes away from home from a a culinary point of view would have to be Five Guys Burgers, which I believe has recently opened in Dublin. Oh, really? So I'm looking forward to trying uh, Five Guys back home when I get there as well. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Right, now, what's your most useful app? iPhone app, Android app, we all have 50 on our phones, but it's really hard to find a good one that you use every day that can help you in your day-to-day activities. So share an app with our listeners, Kieran. For me, Particularly given the travel I've done over the past couple of years, I'm going to have to go safe and say that Google Maps is the best app on my phone. Uh-huh. Without it, I would never get anywhere, particularly in Canada and the States, uh, where it's not as simple as um, hitting the N20 for Cork and just turning off in Blackpool, where I might know my way around a little bit better. Google Maps has proved invaluable to me over the past couple of years. Exactly. And as we see recently, they acquired Waze, this traffic app that's taking the US by storm where it uses kind of real-time traffic insights to reroute you as you get from A to B. So you can look out for that in your Google Maps app over the coming months. Next question. 
As we go through this podcast and various different episodes, we'll be looking to highlight the stories of Irish founders all over the country and all over the world, people that have interesting stories to share, especially in the business world. So on that note, can you share with us a startup or an early stage venture that you're really excited about? Um, I think for me, it would have to be the success that uh, John and Patrick Collison have had with Stripe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're, they've moved probably past the startup stage at this phase. And um, on their latest round of funding in July, their valuation is at $5 billion, And they've been supported by some of the biggest names in venture capital in Silicon Valley, the likes of Sequoia Capital and Grayson Horowitz. Elon Musk, obviously the founder of PayPal and Tesla. Mm-hmm. They started out with Y Combinator, which is a startup accelerator in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and have built from there to the massive success that they are now uh, processing internet payments. And mm-hmm. um, I think coming from Patrick winning the Young Scientist in 2005, they sold their first company in the late 2000s uh, for five million while they were still both teenagers. If anyone back at home in Ireland is looking for inspiration, they need look no further than two guys coming out of Castle Troy College in Limerick who are now mixing it on the world stage. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing what they've been able to do and a fantastic example of your key takeaway that you really have to step outside your comfort zone to make things happen. Those The Collisons have done a fantastic job. Their product Stripe, for everyone out there that's not familiar with it, it's a, a way for taking internet payments and it really just simplifies it, makes it simple for anyone setting up an e-commerce website and we'll have more details in the show notes. So they are definitely one to watch. And if our listeners want to reach out to you, is there a way we can contact you? Is there something we can share in the show notes? Um, Yes. Listeners would be more than welcome to contact me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Kieran, for joining us on the show today. This is obviously the first episode of the Irish Startup Nation podcast, where we hope to capture amazing stories from the Irish all around the world as they set up new companies and take on new business ventures. Thank you very much, Connor, and the best of luck with the podcast in the coming months. Make sure to head over to irishstartupnation.com where you can access all of the show notes with links and all the information you need to everything that we spoke about today. You'll also be able to sign up for our mailing list so you'll get notified of when the next episode launches.